2: This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156.
1: Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, the innovator of violence, the landlord of the house of hardcore and the heart and soul of professional wrestling. Tommy Dreamer and I talk about it's reunited and it feels so good Jeff and Mad Hardy, the Hardy boys, are back in AEW. Also, we have a new TNT champion. His name is Scorpio Sky. We get into that main event from last night, and we get into what is going to be an amazing main event next week on Dynamite between your AEW Women's Champion Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Jeff Hardy, Mad Hardy, reunited in an aew ring last night tommy we knew it was gonna happen we didn't know when it was gonna happen but it was pretty damn cool seeing jeff hardy last night tommy
3: i popped gigantic from a lot of things my number one thing was the music
1: Yes, everybody's oh, talking
3: about the music. Because that's a WWE music. How did that happen? Somebody let something slide. He bought the rights. It's weird because there's sometimes I'll be watching <clears throat> ESPN and they'll go to a package and I'll hear just incredible's music from WWE. And I'll be like, "Huh, I guess they sell that outright." <clears throat> so, I guess Tony Khan bought it. Money can buy you happiness. And it made everybody happy. Um, That pop, there wasn't a lot of people in that audience. Um, And it sounded just like it did when it was WrestleMania. That pop, that music is iconic. When you talk about letting things digest, I would have played that music throughout the entire time he was hitting the ring. Uh, and everyone was bumping and feeding for him. Uh, I would have played that throughout because it is such a celebration. It's something that we wanted and, and we loved. My other part, just because I love Jeff and I have sadly been the guy who got kicked for five minutes and 32 seconds every time the Sandman would make his entrance, that Jeff had to give a couple of Jeff Hardy hand gestures before he hit the ring. He's like, yeah, I got to go save my brother. But here you go. I love you. That's a Jeff Hardy one of one.
1: That was that was the best part because yeah his brother's getting his ass kicked but he you know hey man I still got to do my thing like I'm I'm running I'm running I'm running and doing so I thought that was actually pretty funny but you're right the fans went absolutely nuts and and it's funny because I'm watching it back now. Fans are actually looking at the entrance ramp because they're like, All right, "Is this is what is is this where Jeff Hardy is going to come out?" And he actually did, and it's funny. I'm watching; he's he's running and dancing at the same time at the top of the entrance ramp. You're right; he's like, "Yes, I got to save my brother," but let me do a let me do a little hand gesture, a little knee little knee bending while I'm running to go save my brother. Pretty cool he's moment.
3: Like, he was excited to be there. If that's Je- not Jeff Hardy anyone's ever been around Jeff. He is an enigma. He is unique. And that is Jeff. Happy to see Jeff. He looks super duper healthy And, and him and Matt and Matt put out a really, really, uh, awesome tweet about needing each other. And I mean, you think about it, these two guys suffered, you know, their mom passed away at an early, early age. And, and, you know, it was them and their dad against the world. And two kids who grew up in Cameron, North Carolina and really built uh, a dynasty, a name for themselves, and I mean, helped out a lot of wrestlers in that area. There's no bigger fan of Matt and Jeff Hardy than myself, um, but they, the fans, love them. They're they're so unique. No matter how old they get, they're still the Hardy Boys, even though they're technically Hardy men, they're fathers. But it, it's just the beauty of them. Being together, and we all now know that we're going to see the best version of the Hardys. And when I say the best version of the Hardys, I mean like I feel, even though this, yes, they are older, but you're going to get a smarter Matt and Jeff that can still go out there and do some Matt and Jeff things. And they're not attitude era Matt and Jeff, but they are their heart and their soul is, and what how they're going to be presented will be that Matt and Jeff.
1: And it's pretty amazing moment too. And you can see it with Matt. He just looked rejuvenated. Um, And then the way he hugged his brother at the end and gave, you could see that love and that this is where they both belong, not just uh, with AEW, Tommy, but like you said, together. I mean, I mean, as good as, Matt and Jeff are apart. They're so much better when they're together as a team. Uh, and then you look at the tag team division right now in AEW, and everyone's going to be looking towards the young bucks. But it, this, is, this is where they need to be right now.
3: Dave, I mean, think about this. You have a brother. I have a sister. I don't have a brother. If, let's say SiriusXM wanted to put you and your, I'm sorry, wanted to put your brother in the Hall of Fame and not you and your brother told them no that would be even more showing how much your brother loved you and like that's a heavy deal like hey WWE wanted to sign re-sign jeff and put him in the hall of fame without his brother he was like absolutely not i think that was more offensive than it was anything for for jeff
4: And just
1: and and really quick, Tommy, because what you're saying is significant, and I think needs to be talked about a little. Like that is a bit of a a slap to the face, don't you think? Like, I mean, as much as Jeff has had a successful run as a singles competitor in the WWE, when you think of Jeff Hardy, you think of Jeff and Matt Hardy, you think the Hardy Boys, and I think that's a a bit disrespectful to want to put Jeff in by himself and not put him in with his brother.
3: Yes, it is. I You could put in, both. first of all, both of them are, are Hall of Famers together or separate, have both had Hall of Fame careers. Yeah. So, I mean, Matt Hardy has been great at changing his uh, persona, um, evolving with the times, and also, you know, very, very smart on social media. Um, and if you think about Ma- Matt's debut in AEW, shoulda, woulda, coulda, would have been the most talked about thing in AEW history at the time. But what we were, there was no fans. It was a big, like yep. the, the, the pandemic, I felt hurt Matt Hardy's coming to um, AEW's. It was great for AEW, but he had... There was no fans and Matt is another one of those people like Matt and Jeff have like this loyal, loyal fan base for, for so many years with, um, with that being said, like the Hardy boys could have gone in and then will Jeff will put you in separately. That's all probably you would have had to take and it would have been great business for the Matt being in AEW being in, you know, Jeff being in, uh, WWE, but to say we're gonna put you in and not your brother, that that's an insult. That's would detract me from even going back to WWE as well. So, but s- just what I'm saying is, man, that that's for some people would take that as an honor, you know, or man, I'm just gonna do it and take this paycheck. He he's Jeff is Jeff. Jeff, it's again not about the money with these guys. They're they're you know, they have beautiful homes, their families are set. So then it's like, okay, what do I, what left do I have left to prove? And then it is. It's working with yep. the younger talent. We talked about it on the master's class. That's literally a dream match that needs to happen. It has it happened before, yes, but on the independent level will happen on what perhaps the biggest stage. Then you look at we could have Hardys versus FTR. We could have Hardys versus Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy. We can have uh Hardee's versus Red Dragon. We can I mean the list goes on and on yep. of all these great tag teams that could have one more run in another company. Hell, you could do a ladder match with Matt, Jeff, and Christian. Think of that. It, you know, if you had uh the brass ring thing. You have three of guys who made their careers synonymous with ladders. Um In one match together. And if you did it again with three other younger talents, it's a friggin' money match. So the the list goes on and on with the what you could do, but the fact that Jeff is there, that it gets and again, that music, that identifiable music, just makes it so much better. And that's why like I go back to the attitude era as well as like just their history. They had other music other places, but when that music hits, we saw it at WrestleMania. We saw it again last night. People know, holy shit, the Hardy Boys are back, and I'm just happy to see them together.
1: Tommy, I agree with you, and I'm looking forward to see what's going to happen. We talked about it on this show a million times. Actually, you're probably be mentioning it on the latest edition of the Masters class that's dropping on Sunday when we talk about big WrestleMania returns, the Hardys is definitely going to be on that list because when they came back at WrestleMania 33 place was insane. I mean, that might've been one of the biggest WrestleMania pops of all time. The night before they were in a match with the young bucks in a ladder match you know, for ring of honor on Saturday night. And then on Sunday they're, they're back in the WWE, but it didn't last long together. A year later uh, they were broken apart. And Matt, I think was in, the Andre the Giant uh, Memorial Battle Royal that tells you the difference in a year. I don't think that's going to be the case here in AEW, but Tommy, I I thought Jeff looked great last night because I think in the WWE, they were using like the Hardy boys, you know, the, the, the same clothes that they were wearing like 2025. It was good to see a little bit of a more updated version of the Hardys, if that makes sense to you.
3: Well, they're actually the hardy men, but yes. like I said, we're always going to remember them as the, as the hardy boys. Look at the young bucks. Hey, at one point, the young bucks are not going to be young, but they're still going to be known as the young bucks. And whether somebody shaves their head or, or whatever, the, they're what they are doing now and what they do from the past to the present to the future, they're always remembered as the best version of themselves. And the same with Matt and Jeff. We have wanted to see when they came back, we were like, thank God. They're going to have their great send off that these guys deserve. And I don't use the word deserve uh, that much in, in the world of professional wrestling. But Matt and Jeff literally deserve to walk off their career in the WWE. And you're the one who reminded me within a year, they were broken up from that. Perhaps the loudest pop in WrestleMania history.
1: And and, and Why? Like you said, that was like, you know, we're, we're going to be doing our, our Busted Open Masters class on biggest returns at WrestleMania, uh, and that drops on Sunday on the, on the Busted Open podcast. I'm sure that's going to be on the list. And yes, a year later, they're not even together in the WWE. It's crazy when you think about it. And Tommy, it's crazy when you think about Matt Hardy's career now with AEW. He makes his debut in AEW with the Delete character. Uh, does it in front of no fans. So the character never truly gets over. Why? Because he's he's doing the character in front of no fans. Part of the, the beauty of that character is the interaction with the delete. Then it changes to big money, Matt. We had big money, Matt. And then now we're going to have the Hardys back. I'm wondering how that changed thing, how that changed the course of things. And then you look at Jeff. And how Jeff was being used in the world of the WWE, like almost the exact opposite. They had the Thunderdome and then fans came back. Everybody wants to cheer and love Jeff Hardy, but they were using WWE. And I'm sorry to say this, and I know people are going to kill me. Jeff Hardy was being used almost as enhancement talent in the WWE, right? Right. And mm-hmm. and now I, I think if things were different, would we have them together? It doesn't really matter because now they're together in AEW.
3: I have watched them from the WWE. And then that whole delete character in impact, when we were talking about how hot wrestling was, it was bullet club and it was Matt Hardy yeah. and what he had done, Matt and Jeff with, you know, the whole team extreme was one thing, but The first ever um, cinematic matches came out of Matt Hardy's brain and their creativity through the roof. I know when I ran my house of hardcore shows, Matt and Jeff on my shows, my places are packed. You were going to see like what we didn't get to see. They should have rode off in sunset in WWE. Go out on top. Don't even, you know, don't even think they would have needed to do anything else, but there was still, after all these years, like, why? Why are these guys not being celebrated the way they should? And it's nothing against WWE. WWE normally doesn't celebrate tag teams. Um, they'll eventually be in the Hall of Fame, not right now, or not in a few years from now, unless they feel it's going to be a draw, which it would be, but in case they say they need it. But if they're under contract for the next how many years, Uh, in AEW, you don't need them.
1: I mean, if you look at AEW right now, there's, there's already WWE Hall of Famers in place in AEW. Obviously, Sting is a WWE Hall of Famer. Mark Henry is a WWE Hall of Famer. But there's a slew of wrestlers that are wrestling currently with AEW that are future WWE Hall of Famers, the Hardys being an example of that Jericho being another example of that Christian being another example of that. These are Hall of Famers that are, are thriving now in AEW. It's weird when you think about
3: it. William Regal, Vicky Guerrero, big show. Um, There's a lot of talent there. Uh, Listen, man, like I said, they're going to help. That music is iconic. That Matt and Jeff together will have great matches with everybody. I talked about it with Tony about um, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, like how they have been elevated. And what did I say? Tony has done a great job of putting veterans with the younger talent to help that younger talent. That's what it's about. And then, When you could see this younger talent where you still have, you know, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy versus Matt and Jeff. Don't know when that's going to happen, but that's going to be one hell of a match. Hear what's happening around the
2: globe on World of Basketball. Ian
0: O'Connor, the author of Coach K: The Rise and Reign of Mike Krzyzewski. LeBron's on a bus going to a shoot-around, audibly complaining about the necessity of this shoot-around. Coach K pulls him aside and, and says, "LeBron, I can't have that. You have to trust that I will never do something that will hurt our chances to win the gold medal." New episodes of World of Basketball, hosted by Fran Fraschilla, are released Thursdays on the SiriusXM app and wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Congratulations, Tommy, to new TNT champion Scorpio Sky. I've always felt Scorpio Sky may be one of the most underrated, underappreciated wrestlers on the AEW brand. Great to see him in a main event match. Great to see him now with championship gold around his waist.
3: Yes, and uh, he's got a big match already next week against Wardlow. Um, he, Scorpio deserves it. Like I said, he uh, he's put in the work. He's very, very good in the ring, and uh, now he's the face of the company. Uh, a lot of people are, you know, because everyone likes to play negative second booker. Uh, Where like, oh, Warlord's just gonna beat him, and Wardlow is gonna be the new champion. You know, there's a lot of places that you can go with all of this. I would, yep. if, if MJ, I know what I would have done. Uh, but again, it's not my company. But you see a lot of. Uh, stuff out there like i'll look and see who's randomly trending I'm like why is this person trending and then they're like Ugh, they're trending because scorpio sky won this title and they're like oh he's just a, a transitional champion to give it to wardlow because they have to do this because of this i'm like mm, not really so uh, i, I don't think sky that's gonna be the
1: case at all
3: very very deserving champion and we'll see i mean that tnt title uh tony has done a great job building it up being defended Uh, As many times as possible. And uh, I, I think we should have one title instead of the two. I get why we did it. But now let's uh, merge them together.
1: Oh uh, Yeah, I, I think it's ridiculous having the two titles. There's no reason for that anymore. Let's just make it one title belt. I agree with you on that. And I also agree with you, Tommy, that Scorpio Sky is not going to be a transitional champion. They're not just using Scorpio Sky to now give this title to Wardlow. As a matter of fact, Wardlow, I don't think is going to even be able to have an opportunity to win this title because of the story that's there right in front of us, and that is MJF and probably more recent is going to be Sean Spears. Like I think Sean Spears is really going to get involved when it comes to Wardlow and keep him away from that TNT championship. MJF is going to be the one that lingers later on for a major pay-per-view. But I think right now, the next one that's going to really get in Wardlow's face, cause him to lose, and is going to be a great feud because I think he's underappreciated and underused as well. And that's Sean Spears
3: and then it takes us to what's up with FTR.
1: Yep. Agreed. They're all kind
3: of hanging out together though they're not represented all the time together and sometimes that's a bit of a disconnect but now that Tully's gone is does MJF care? There aren't they weren't they weren't all together. There there's those are some of the things again like I said, you know, everybody knows the horsemen. When the horsemen are together, uh, they did a great job with Jericho's group with branding everybody together, you know, and there's famous groups, evolution, DX, the list goes on and on. Um, if everybody is together, then I know like once they break up, it's, uh, it's a big, big deal as opposed to a a band that has this, you know, a larger band and then, Oh, this guy's no longer gone, but we got this new guy and then people don't even, you know, know about these new guys. So you you just got to watch that. Uh, But, yes, Wardlow versus Scorpio Sky setting up for his first match, that could be very, very interesting because you're going to have a lot of moving parts.
1: I'm interested in it. What did Tony Khan say on our air yesterday? And if you missed Tony Khan, definitely go to the SiriusXM app or – go to our uh, podcast as well to listen back. He said that this was a new chapter and that they were moving on and all new. St- and, and he was 100 percent right. And I, kinda, I was kind of like, well, there's going to be some things that linger. Yeah, but we definitely saw a hard reset after Revolution, with the exception of Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa. And we'll get into that a little bit later on. But you look at Scorpio Sky and what are a lot of people complaining about? boy Dan Lambert's got that microphone he talks a lot of trash in that ring but it's all about Dan Lambert and Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky are way back there in the background that's not the case anymore Tommy Scorpio Sky's got championship gold around his waist see when you're patient and you let the story unfold I'm telling you you're going to get to that finish line and you're going to be satisfied and now Scorpio Sky's a champion
3: yeah, and Sk- Sky can talk. We've had him on this show. Yes. Ethan Page can talk. Uh, they're excellent wrestlers. Um, so where we go from here, anywhere, literally the sky's the limit with these guys.
1: And and, and Ethan, Ethan Page is a prick. Like, I don't mind yeah. saying that right now. I mean, I'm not even just talking about, like, on TV. I mean, we've had him on the show. This guy's an asshole. Am I right or wrong? Eat
3: the He's Page. all ego, baby.
1: And then you put you put him with Dan Lambert now Scor and now Scorpio Sky is going to go on another level now because his ego is going to be inflated a little bit because he's got the NT championship around his waist.
3: I'd give the other one to Ethan Page.
1: So you're saying no? You can't do that. I mean, but they do have the two title belts. I wouldn't do that though.
2: Hi, everyone. I'm Hall of Fame sportscaster Leslie Visser. And if you love sports the way I do, the people, the passion, then you'll enjoy my podcast In Conversation every Thursday. I've drawn from 45 years of covering all sports with people like Billie Jean King and David Duchovny and the merry prankster himself, Bill Walton.
3: I have reached the top of the mountain.
0: I am having a conversation with Leslie Visser, my hero.
2: So please listen and subscribe wherever you stream your podcasts.
1: speaking of championship gold tommy dr Britt baker your aew women's champion going up against thunder rosa next week in a cage match in san antonio your thoughts
3: uh i love the fact that it's in uh thunder rosa's hometown there's i mean the when you do things right, you do things right. You know, her match that she had at revolution, there was constant interference, which cost her that when you want to, that's what a steel cage is used for to keep people out of the ring because they keep on, you know, messing with the person being Thunder Rosa. Uh, That's the, the origin of the cage to keep out outside interference. when, Sometimes the cage is just used as a bargaining tool uh, or a selling point that, oh, you're going to see a steel cage match. But that's really what when and when you're involved in a feud, that's what a steel cage is for. And these two women have been involved in feuds. There's not going to be any fearance that we know of. So where do we go from here? If this is Thunder Rosa's last shot doing in her hometown, that will be one hell of a moment if she wins it. If she loses it, it's also one hell of a moment because where will she go from here? Um, Britt Baker has been the champion for a long, long time. Do not know slash if she does lose it, where she would go minus going after Jade, which would be a hell of a feud as well. Uh, so it, it's very, a lot of ramifications where you could go with it, but it will be one hell of a moment if that happens for Thunder Rosa and it's, it's done correctly. Uh, it'll be, it'll be wonderful.
1: Let me ask you this, Tommy, did you need to have the match last night? Will legit Layla Hirsch and Thunder Rosa as for a number one contenders match for next week couldn't they have just gone back shown footage of what took place at revolution or the history of what's been taking place between Dr. Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa and just be like once again outside interference so you know how we're going to stop this outside interference we're going to put you two in a cage and then you know Thunder Rosa gets emotional uh, Dr. Britt Baker gets pissed off and then it sets up the cage match in San Antonio next week Dr. Britt Baker could get pissed off because it's like I think it's big BS that it's going to be in a cage. And I think it's BS that it's going to be in San Antonio. I think that would have been a better way to set up that match than to have like another number one contenders match with legit Layla Hirsch.
3: Well, I mean, Thunder Rosa did lose. You also need to have some female representation on your wrestling show wrestling, okay. not just in backstage segments. Uh, there's always different ways to do, do things. I I like your suggestion as well as I would have had Britt Baker's group run down there again. Uh, Cause I had no clue. Like I rewound it three times. I was like, wait, why did Rev Velvet get there? And she was just quickly standing there. I was like, cause Layla Hirsch had nobody next to her. And it was just like a little awkward for me for half a second. So it's, again, not my company fantasy booking. We, we can go a million different routes. Like I told you, I felt if I'm giving you my best experience from being in the wrestling industry, when you're having a lot of promo segments, promo segments can go long. You only have, you know, certain amount of minutes on a television show and then everything else gets rushed. Most people don't rush their speaking. They'll rush their matches. And some of those things kind of felt uh, rushed. And then, you know, everything starts to crumble when things go over. It, it's like this show. You know, if, if I'm on or you're on this, this, how many times when we've had certain people on the show or we're just trying to make a conversation and a point and then all of a sudden the, the Busted Open music hits and we got a break for a commercial break or it's the end of the show and you're like, well, we're, we'll talk about it tomorrow on Busted <laughs> Open. There is no tomorrow for, you know, AEW. It's Rampage, which is a completely other show. So, you know, those are things that are hard to do. Fantasy booking, yes. Was it a perfect show? No. Did it give us so much stuff? Yes. And now where the dominoes fall, I know I'm looking forward to Rampage because I'm going to see Shane Strickland versus Tony Nice. Yeah. I know I'm going to look forward to next week because I'm emotionally invested in Thunder Rosa and I'm emotionally invested in Britt Baker. And these two women are going to be locked in a cage. I also know what they have done with weapons before. And given time, put that match on and let these two women shine and then see where it goes. And it's
1: a pretty significant match because now we're, it's one year since their classic matchup that they had last year with with the Lights Out match. And it's exactly a year because now we're having it at the St. Patrick's Day Master, it's, it's a year. So you're having that classic matchup rematch, and it's in a cage. And I, again, I gave Tony Khan his flowers of keeping them apart for a full year. They could have easily continued that story, but they waited. And now for this ultimate moment next week, because I agree with you, Tommy. San Antonio is going to be hot next week. I mean, their own Thunder rose is going to be in the ring for the AEW Women's Championship. So let me ask you, Tommy, and I'm going to throw it out to the nation as well at 877 344 fight 93 Is it time for a new champion? I think Dr. Britt Baker has done a phenomenal job. I love Dr. Britt Baker. She has done a lot for that women's division and for that AEW Women's Championship. Is it time for a new champion, and is it, thunder rose's time next week after that cage match
3: if you're asking me perfect place perfect time it's thunder rose's time and then where you go from there is even better because i turn my direction because of what Britt baker did for the aew women's title shield her versus jade possibly giving jade her first loss going into revolution that's money
1: and it just seems perfect. Like it, I'm I'm expecting like a big rating for next week's Dynamite, based on the fact that I think I, especially after what we saw last year between those two, I think we're going to see another classic next week on Dynamite.
3: Yeah, uh, and there's going to be no outside interference. You nope. know, you were there for Revolution. The people were pissed every time they were Thunder Rosa had her had her beat. It's a telltale sign of what you're doing is working.
1: But it's also a good time to extend the story to next week so you can have that special moment. Listen, if Thunder Rosa was able to beat Dr. Britt Baker at a sold-out arena in Orlando for Revolution, it would have been a nice pop. It would have been a cool moment. But to be able to hold that off a week, do it in San Antonio, or it's the ultimate screw job in San Antonio. Either way, either way, that crowd's going to be hot, whether Thunder Rosa loses or wins that AEW Women's Championship.
3: If you think about on a pay-per-view, most people want to sit there and pay to see titles change hands Yep. or, hey, this is the big fight. It didn't happen at the pay-per-view. But then what happens on television is just as important as pay-per-view. And you're getting it for free.
1: Yep, and you're getting it on Dynamite. Uh, Great point. All right, let's go back out to the Busted Open Nation. Let's go out to Adam in Tennessee. What's going on, Adam?
4: Hey, Dave. What's up, Tommy and Dave? Uh, Yeah, I got to say last night's show was just full of excitement, everything going on from the Hardy Boys reunion to Wardlow. Let's just talk about the evolution of Wardlow. Oh, my God, is that man. And here's my thing on that TNT title. I know you guys are saying no transitional champion for Scorpio Sky, but I, I do feel like it could be, but maybe it won't be. We don't know. You know, it's the booking. But uh for that I, I see it as uh maybe Sean Spears comes out, screws Wardlow out of the title match, or maybe Sammy Guevara gets his revenge on Scorpio Sky, screws him out of the title. It can go either way. And then just to follow up with the Thunder Rosa uh Brick Baker Steel Cage match uh next week. Um uh, and I got I gotta go for your for your girl day for, for Thunder, uh winning it in San Antonio. I think there's gonna be a lot of outside interference, not towards the match, but what if it's like uh, Britt's crew comes up, but then you get, you know, uh, um, Velvet Scott or uh, Velvet, yeah, Red Velvet, and you know Mercedes Martinez comes out, even the odds, and this distracts Brit, and this gives Thunder the win. Um, that's just my take on it, but I, I just love what AEW is doing right now. So
3: you had actually I, said something that piqued my interest, and I love, I love when it's create creativity. Do I feel Wardlow going to win the the Match next week? No, because I have to wait to hear from MJF. And just like uh, David said, Sean Spears. But here's the other part that would I love that you said, Sammy. Here comes Sammy after the guy that robbed him of the title, and now for the first time ever, Wardlow can have a friend who's actually going to be a friend and not a paid person. And then you could do MJF and Sean Spears versus Wardlow and Sammy, or Wardlow and Sammy uh, versus Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky, which then would continue Scorpio Sky being your your uh, champion because they could lose, but he's not going to lose the title. And then on the aftermath of that, have Wardlow get his ass kicked by Sean Spears and MJF. You could do you could do a handicap match between the two because a great babyface will overcome any obstacle. But like I always say, you have so many great odds, but. When you mentioned Sammy Grover, I was like, man, Wardlow's on an island on his own. Nobody likes Wardlow. And he had one of the most realistic promos I ever had talking about a backstory and, hey, being poor and doing all that stuff. And yet now he could have his friend and his one friend is a guy who's extremely popular. You have two guys on the rise. And like I always say, great championship built veterans. Men in their prime and rookies. And that's what AEW has. And you have two guys. You have Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen riding next to each other. And oh, yeah, when you need the opportunity, you can pass to a Bill Cartwright. And you uh, have that dynasty going for you.
1: And the one, the one thing, though, I have to disagree with on the caller is no outside. We, we can't have any outside interference in that Thunder Rosa Dr. Britt Baker match because it's almost a cage. A, 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 But it's almost at the point of it's being ridiculous because there's so much outside interference. That's why you have the cage. Now, if you put up that cage and there's still outside interference, then where do you, where do you go from there? You, you can't do it. We, we're going to have to see a match like we saw last year with that Lights Out match. I, I'm sorry, Tommy, but we can't have any outside interference next week in that match.
3: I hope not, but hey, somebody could throw in a Singapore cane. It slips right through the hole. Trust me, I've been there. And, All right,
1: no. If, if there's weapons, that's one thing. I just don't want to see, you know, Red Velvet and Jamie Hader and Red Ball and I, I that well, I don't try want. Try to, to see.
3: climb the cage, and then the numbers, because you know, hey, Thunder Rosa's got friends too. She's got Mercedes Martinez. She's got Red Velvet. She's got some friends.
1: I'm thinking about going. I'm wondering. I'm wondering if maybe one of the nation might have an extra ticket.
3: <laughs> well, Dave, um, I'm sure we have Tony on. All the time. I could get you a ticket. or you I'd, can I'd,
1: I'd rather hang out with the nation. I'm All wondering right. if there's a nation member out there. Maybe I'll I'll fly out there. Fly well, back the worth. next day. i only take one day. I'll we'll fly out right after the show. Fly out to San Antonio. See the match. And then fly back to first thing next morning.
3: Well, with your lack of funza, look up how much a flight to San Antonio costs on uh, now six days' new.